0: Hi there, and welcome back to the Speaking of Texas podcast. I'm your Texas Whisperer, Tweed Scott. It's that time of year again when we carve out some time to honor some really special people, our veterans. As I always do, I'll be talking about Texas and some of her people, veterans. As a young person, I would often get Veterans Day and Memorial Day all mixed up in my head. One day's for the dead, and the other day is for the living. And although we still remember the dead on this day, we are here to celebrate the living. Veterans everywhere. I salute each and every one of you here today who have served in one of our branches of service, be it the Army, the Navy, the Marines, the Air Force, Coast Guard, or the Merchant Marines. I salute you, and I honor your service. I've always had a love of Texas. But having written a book, Texas in Her Own Words, I have a deep and profound passion for Texas— Because I understand it, its character, its history, and what it means to the people who call this place home. A friend once said, you know, it's not like Texas has such a great history, but you gotta admit, it does tell one hell of a story. And you know what? I think there's a lot of truth to that statement. When we think of Texas, our thoughts naturally go to the historical tapestry in time. We have all heard and shared the stories about the valor of the Alamo, the upstarts in Gonzales with a cannon, the travesty of Goliad, and the remarkably unlikely victory of a ragtag army in the marsh at San Jacinto. Texas has always been deeply connected to the military from its earliest days. The Republic of Texas would not have existed had it not been for the military. Even the early Texans knew that freedom was not free. Texans have participated in virtually every major military campaign or war since the founding of the Republic 186 years ago, some even before that. I'll get to that in a minute. Something you need to know about me, though, is that one of my favorite things to do when I want to clear my head and get inspired again is to stroll the ground to the Texas State Cemetery at the corner of 7th and Navasota in Austin. That's just east of downtown. There I'm reminded of the many sacrifices those heroes made to establish a country. Let me share a couple of names with you that you've probably never heard before, Stephen Williams and Robert Rankin. Both of these men fought in the Texas Revolution, but it might interest you to know that both of these men also fought in the American Revolution and the War of 1812. Stephen Williams, at the age of seventy-five, volunteered for military service in eighteen thirty five with four of his grandsons. he participated in the siege at Behar in December of eighteen thirty five That was the engagement that resulted in tossing Santa and his brother-in-law, General Cost, out of San Antonio. Robert Rankin was a friend of Sam Houston. General Sam called upon Rankin in the spring of 1836 to encourage the neutrality among the Indians during the runaway scrape, that famous Texan retreat toward San Antonio. I once asked the researcher at the cemetery about these guys. He said, you know, when you come right down to it, we don't really know all that much about either one of them, except that they just like to fight. Texans, with no shortage of courage, fought in the Mexican War the Indian campaigns, both sides of the Civil War, the Spanish-American War, World War I, World War II, the Korean conflict, Vietnam, Grenada, the Gulf War, Somalia, Iraq, and Afghanistan. Texans are proven to be remarkable in war. When World War II began on December 7, 1941, the fleet lay in almost total ruin at Pearl Harbor, Because we were caught by total surprise, there was a lot of understandable anger and finger-pointing going on, and heads were going to roll. In his book, Reflections on Pearl Harbor, Admiral Chester Nimitz relates an interesting story. On December 7, 1941, Admiral Chester Nimitz received a phone call. It was President Franklin Roosevelt telling Nimitz that he would now be the commander of the Pacific Fleet. Admiral Nimitz flew to Hawaii and arrived on Christmas Eve, 1941. The destruction he saw was horrifying. He was surrounded by a spirit of despair, dejection, and defeat. You would have thought the Japanese had already won the war. Christmas Day, Nimitz was given a boat tour of the destruction wrought by the Japanese. Big sunken battleships and navy vessels cluttered the waters everywhere he looked. As his boat returned to dock, the young helmsman of the boat asked, Well, Admiral, what do you think? Admiral Nimitz's reply shocked everyone. Admiral Nimitz said, and this is a quote, The Japanese made three of the biggest mistakes an attack force could have ever made. That, or God, was taking care of America. Surprised, his young helmsman asked him, What were the mistakes that they made, Admiral? Then Nimitz explained. Mistake number one. The Japanese attacked on Sunday morning. Nine out of every ten crew members of those ships were ashore. If those same ships had been lured to sea and had been sunk, we would have likely lost 38,000 men instead of 3,800. Mistake number two. When the Japanese saw all those battleships lined up in a row, they got greedy and so focused on sinking those battleships that they never once bombed the dry docks opposite those ships. If they had destroyed our dry docks, we would have had to tow every one of those ships to America to be repaired. As it is now, the ships are in shallow water, and can be raised and pulled over to the dry docks. We can have them repaired and back at sea by the time we could have towed them off to America, and I already have crews ashore anxious to man those ships. Mistake number three. Every drop of fuel in the Pacific theater of war is on top of that ground in storage tanks five miles away over that hill. One attack plane could have strafed those tanks and destroyed our fuel supply. That's why I say the Japanese made three of the biggest mistakes that they could have ever made. Either that or God was taking care of America. Admiral Nimitz was a born optimist. He was able to see a silver lining in a situation and circumstance where everyone around him saw only despair and and defeatism. Nimitz was a natural-born problem-solver. He was a how-thinker, not an if-thinker. Nimitz was a Texan. President Roosevelt wasn't the only leader who admired Texans. No less than General George S. Patton said, "'Give me an army of West Point graduates, and I'll win a battle.' Give me a handful of Texas Aggies, and I'll win a war. Patton understood Texans. For the veterans who are listening right now, just let me tell you about some others that you share a Texas bond with. There is a special place not far from here near Austin, a place in Fayette County. There's a little town about four miles east of Flatonia called Praha. During World War II, Praha, like thousands of other cities and towns around the country, sent many of her young people off to war. From February 1944 until February 1945, that one little community lost nine of her sons on battlefields from North Africa, Luzon, France, Italy, and Pellew Island. In the space of twelve months and nine days, Praha gave up most of its youth and nearly all of its future. During World War II, Praha gained the unwanted and unfortunate distinction of having the highest or the largest ratio of war deaths to residents in the entire United States. They were all Texans. As I walked the Texas cemetery grounds, I stopped by the graves of three of the Medal of Honor recipients to thank them for their service and their sacrifice. Nearby, you will find an obelisk listing the names of Texans who have the distinction of being the bearers of that honor. And you'll see the name of Audie Murphy, the most highly decorated American soldier of World War II. Audie Murphy was a Texan. More than 70 Texans have received the Medal of Honor from actions beginning with the Spanish-American War to the Iraq War. Twelve of the medals alone were awarded to soldiers during the Indian campaigns carried out in Texas. Frankly, I found that really surprising. I had not known that before. I had the honor of knowing a Medal of Honor recipient. His name was Roy Benavides. He, too, was a Texan. He didn't speak of the honor, and out of respect for him, I didn't ask him about it. I sensed he was uncomfortable talking about it. I found him to be a humble, quiet man. If you didn't know, you would have just thought he was just an ordinary guy or just another living, breathing person. I find that is fitting because most of the vets I've known are reluctant to talk about their service, just like many of you. They had fought for a life of freedom and then put war behind them to get on with living. The soldiers' families often never knew what they did in the war. I too served in the military, and I dare say most of us who served never thought that that we were really doing anything special. We were just doing our jobs. We were serving our country, doing our service. But collectively, in retrospect, it took each of us to do our jobs and maintain and protect the freedoms of our country. Irrespective of whatever your job was or where you performed it, it was a silent commitment that we all made. We banded together and carried out our various individual missions. Most of us got to come home, but there were those among us who would not get that opportunity. Let's remember them today, too. I humbly say thank you to you, my comrades, for your service and your sacrifice. On a personal note, my father received two bronze stars. He had fought at the Battle of the Bulge before being critically wounded about 45 minutes after crossing the Rhine River. My future stepfather fought in the Pacific aboard a tiny gunship that was on several of the major island invasions, including Iwo Jima and Okinawa. So even as a child, I knew my country was something extraordinary. I knew it was special because of the veterans like them. Through them, I met several other veterans. For a boy, some of these men were bigger than life. My country was a special place because of them. It was something I accepted as fact, unquestioned. No matter what you might hear, America is still an exceptional country. It was exceptional then, and it still is today. When I think of Veterans Day, and I reflect on what that means, I am gripped with a powerful emotion. I could not be prouder of that young man. My son, years later, entered the military. You veterans can relate to this. When I went through a thought process, when I joined the military, I remember how much I thought about it at the time in deciding to make that commitment to an idea that was even bigger than I was. Now, my son went on to make a similar decision. An idea dare say, I really should wear a shirt today that has buttons, because I'm afraid I'd only pop them off my chest. When my daughter Whitney was born some many years ago, not to embarrass her, this is a great country, and I understand why. I was looking into her eyes and thinking to myself, look at that tiny life right here in my arms. I now understand why men will go off to war, to do whatever is necessary to keep this precious little life safe from all harm. I had a similar thought four years later when my son Tyler was born. I've been blessed so many times by God in my life, more than I have ever deserved. My children are the best blessings of all of them. Now, my son went on to become a man in his own mind and decided to serve his country, another one of the great, breathing, honest-to-God living persons with a family who loves him. That young man is now my hero, and I look up to him. When I think about Veterans Day, I think I'm safe in assuming that I doubt most of us went into this for the medals or the glory, and I'm damn sure we didn't go into it for the pay. Now, whether you served in an office or a jungle or rice paddy or desert, on the land, on the sea, or in the air, you made a difference. It mattered that you were there, and I'm sure most served with a deep love of country. I would like to say a few words to young people today. In the years ahead, you'll be making lots of choices about what you want to do with your lives. And whatever that turns out to be, I wish you all the success life has to offer. But I'd also like to ask you to consider serving in the military, even if it's only for one hitch. You'll learn about some discipline and honor and integrity. You'll meet people from all stations of life and geography. And if you're lucky, you'll see a good portion of the world, too. You'll make friends that will last a lifetime and you'll experience pride like you've probably never experienced it before. If you don't serve the country, well, that's okay, but you will I don't think you'll be aware of what your full capabilities are. Thus, you never will be the person that you could have been. As for the veterans listening, well, I want you to leave this podcast assured in the knowledge that your friends, family, and neighbors in America are grateful for your service and your sacrifice even if they don't say it very often, standing for lots of people just like you in locations all over this country. And I'm talking about our veterans, men and women who have valiantly and selflessly devoted, giving themselves towards something greater than themselves, the United States of America. Indeed, this day helps us to focus our attention on the key purpose of Veterans Day. For all the veterans listening, I'd like you to leave this podcast assured in the knowledge that your friends and family and neighbors in America are grateful for your service and sacrifice, even if they don't say it very often. There are people all over this country who speak about our veterans, men and women who are valiantly and selflessly devoted, giving themselves towards something greater than themselves, the United States of America. Now, Veterans Day sure helps us to focus our attention on the key purpose of Veterans Day, a celebration to honor America's and our Texas veterans for their patriotism, love of country, and willingness to serve and sacrifice for the common good. While the idea of a world without war is appealing, we have to remember that over the years, our veterans, through countless wars and struggles, have liberated oppressed peoples, ended genocide, and toppled terrorist regimes, and for this, we owe them a great debt of gratitude. And not just on Veterans Day, but every day. The times may have changed and warfare may have changed, but the veteran is still the same hero. God bless our veterans. God bless you. And may God bless Texas.